Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the city of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Megan Pardue, the Communications Coordinator, and today my co-host is Elisa Hines, our Multimedia Specialist. What are we talking about today, Elisa? Well, Megan, today we're talking to Deputy City Manager Melissa Reams, who's here to talk about the city's new engagement platform called Speak Up Stillwater. Um, Some facts about Speak Up Stillwater. It was designed to make it easy for Stillwater residents to get involved, participate in community decisions, and provide ideas and feedback on a variety of topics affecting our community. And this platform offers a variety of interactive tools for citizens to use that includes um, discussion forums, polls, surveys, that kind of thing, even crowdsourcing maps. The city staff and officials are listening to your feedback, so they try to provide timely project updates and report back to the community about how your feedback has contributed to the decisions that are being made. So cool. Welcome, Melissa. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, Let's start with a lightning round first. We're going to ask you some random but revealing questions, and we're really excited to hear your responses. You ready? I'm ready. (laughs) All right, Melissa, so what's one thing we don't know about you? I was a Pinkerton when I was in college here back in the late 70s, and I was stationed out at National Standard, which I was excited when I came back to Stillwater. They're still in business, which is great. And then I also was a security guard at Morris Business Forms, which now houses Kicker. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was was kind of a good little part-time job to have. Because a lot of times it's at night that they need a security guard. So, mm-hmm. did no, you ever have any like run-ins or anything with, interesting? With cats, <laughs> cats. <laughs> so out at Morse Business Forms, they had a carbon room that had a garage door on it, and I was working the um, I think it was seven to seven shifts, so seven in the evening to seven at night, or it was eleven to seven. I don't exactly remember. Anyway, you had to walk around the building once an hour and you had a clock and there were keys stationed throughout the building. Well, and you turned that in the clock so they knew you'd made your route. There was a key in that carbon room and that garage door didn't quite come down all the way. And I walked in there one night and here was a big old Tom cat sitting there and <laughs> scared me to death. Um, and, and people asked, no, I never carried a gun. And Norman probably is really grateful for that. <laughs> Okay, so moving along, what's a vegetable you hated as a kid, but you'll eat now? Brussels sprouts. We were just talking about the resurgence in popularity of Brussels sprouts. You wouldn't think those little green balls would be so popular. They're but like a hip vegetable they now. They are. Yeah. And Same when, with avocado. Yeah. If that yeah. is a vegetable. I know I that's know. controversial. Maybe that's a fruit. But, but yeah. you know, you grill those puppies up in some butter and garlic. They're pretty tasty. You put anything in butter and garlic and <laughs> it's, it's going to taste good. Yeah. yeah. Put exactly. enough butter on it. It'll be good. Or ketchup. Yeah. Okay. I disagree with that one. But. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big ketchup person either. Okay. So what is your favorite Christmas movie? My all-time favorite is the original Christmas in Connecticut with Barbara Stanwyck. I just, I found that movie, I think, again, I found that movie when I was in college, 
and it is a favorite of mine. I even watch it sometimes in the middle of the year just because <laughs> it was such a great comedy and and the acting was and I love Barbara Stanwyck. The acting is just superb. So that's one of my holiday favorites. I have a lot of them, but that's that's one that I make a point to watch. Is your family tired of watching it because um, of you? No, my husband and I really love it. I don't know that my kids have really connected with it, but and they're adults now, so they can watch. They're more the Home Alone and mm-hmm. and all of uh, what was the one. Um, I'll be there for Christmas. You know, Jonathan Taylor yes. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Th- those are their movies, but this one's mine. So that's cute. I don't know that I could ever see Barbara Steinwick as a comedian. Oh, yeah. You you need to watch some of her movies. There's one she did with, um, I want to say it was Gary Cooper. And I can't even remember the name of it, but she was hilarious in it. Huh. Hmm. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Find some Good of those. Good to know. All right, Melissa. So I think we're going to move on and talk about Speak Up Stillwater. I was really excited about um, just in general, the the civic engagement tools that marketing and we've rebranded your department, marketing and civic engagement. Yes, Um, That was a a charge that we received from council. They want our citizens involved and and it's hard to reach everybody. Um, Not everybody takes the newspaper anymore. Um, Not everybody listens to the same radio stations or or has cable to where they can get the TV station that mm-hmm. that is local. So we were looking for alternate forms of communication and and speak up stillwater is one of those ways that we can communicate with our citizens and receive feedback from them, which is so critical as we're making these decisions that shape our community. Yes, I love the name marketing and civic engagement. I think it describes us so well with all of these awesome things we have going on right now, like Flashboat, our pop-up city halls that we've been Mm -hmm. going around doing, Balancing Act. It's all just really cool. And honestly, I think that as public officials, we have found out a lot that we weren't aware of. Exactly. Yeah, because sometimes things just hide in the weeds. They do. Yeah. They do. Um, I love the pop-up city hall. Flashboat is another one that I think is just just taken off Mm -hmm. and I know I can't wait for the next flash vote so yes you know and we only get six a year so I I guess we're not annoying people in that matter but I really love to see the results exactly So, okay, so the purpose of Speak Up Stillwater, uh, we already have so many other engagement tools going on. Um, How does this tool help those who are too busy or cannot attend a public meeting? Right. Um, I guess it's just another platform that people can go out to and get what I think are the facts. You know how you remember the old game of gossip and how one little snippet can blow up into something huge speak up Stillwater. you can go to and hopefully just the facts are out there and then you can make your own decisions and and i'm hoping that as it evolves we get to where these are the emerging issues we have some really strategic decisions that need to be made here in Stillwater as we look at uh renewable energy and we look at recycling, um, small cell issues, you know, how do we shape that? And, and we need to be able to do that with the input of our citizens. So, so speak up Stillwater is a safe, what I consider a safer environment, a more controlled environment to have that online dialogue with citizens. 
Is it anonymous? Can people hide behind a screen name of some sort? I don't believe they can. Don't they have to register and give us their name? They do have to register, but they can select their own screen name. Okay. So when they do make a comment, it's only listed as their screen name. Their screen name. So it is, in a sense, anonymous. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. And you just sign up to participate by registering with an email and a screen name, and you should be good to go. There's polls. There's, you know, write your ideas in this text box. There's all kinds of different tools of gathering your input. Um. So now uh, my next topic I'd like to move Mm -hmm. on to is what happens after submitting feedback through the site? Where does it go? Who who looks at it? Well, on the site, you you, over on the right hand column of the page is who's watching and or who's listening, watching, listening. Um, I do think that it's being monitored by the marketing staff. We're watching, we're listening. Um, but then also the departments that are affected could be watching as well. Um, I think there's a page out there right now on stormwater. And Zach Henson, who is our stormwater program manager, is listed as someone who's listening. So you're talking directly to the person in the field who's helping develop. Uh, we're working on a master plan for stormwater right now. So Zach's key to developing that master plan. You're being able to talk while not directly to him. You're getting your information is getting to him. It's not you like having a face to face conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. You're Absolutely. not just speaking into the void, hoping it, it, exactly <laughs> yeah. to see into the universe to see who might respond. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In fact, whenever you do make a comment, it actually goes to his email address. So he will get it almost immediately. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So how's this feedback used? Um, This feedback is going to be used by the counselors. They're, again, in a representative form of government, which we are, these are elected officials. They have been elected to represent the wants and desires of their constituency. And here in Stillwater, it's not like we have districts or wards. So these folks, these five people that we have elected, they represent all of us. So they need, they want and need to hear from citizens about what our desires are uh, for the community that we all love and we live here in. Of course. Yeah. Can they make comments without being registered? I, the way I understand the tool, no, they can't. They have to register um, and I also thought that it, it, by registering, that provided us a mechanism to, if we needed to, we could have some meaningful discourse with those individuals. Um, if you're anonymous, it's kind of hard to have that uh, give and take type discussion, even though it's uh, electronic. Um, but if you know who it is, it's a little bit easier to have that. So, um I, that's part of why I think we insisted that they register. And that will also help keep maybe some of those, oh, I'm going to go get my friend who lives in another town to come and comment on here or to vote on right. here. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, that way we know, are they visitors? Are they residents? You know, kind of what is the the focus, if you will, of the comment? Where is it coming from? Yes, and that's what I was going to say is earlier, Elisa mentioned uh, the crowdsourcing, the mapping. Mm-hmm. And so really we get to use that tool to figure out, oh, well, people on this side of town think this is more of an issue versus this. Mm-hmm. You know, the differing opinions and how those all relate to each other and how they pan out throughout our 
city boundaries. And I I think that's a really important tool that we have through Balancing Act. Because our counselors are elected citywide, I would think it would be very difficult for them to know is there are there special issues to the southeast corner of, of, of the city versus the the northwest corner you know or maybe the center of town and and so I think it does help give them perspective and focus on where issues do arise mm-hmm. yeah so absolutely. cool and that's also where Flashboat comes into play. Um, yes. Our favorite. I know we all I love, love Flashboat. Flashboat. <laughs> but uh, Flashboat is a tool that you can sign up for, and it literally just takes like a minute. You can sign up, and you'll six times a year, you'll get a short survey. I've done every survey, and it takes what, like four or five two. minutes? Yeah, it's yeah. quick. And uh, you can just get asked your opinion on really important topics, and city council sees that result page directly and so can you so it's really cool to give your input and then see what others are saying because sometimes I've been kind of shocked about what my perspective is versus a lot of other people's I sometimes think I'm in the majority and I'm in the minority right I would agree with that I love the word clouds too so that you can see the words that are resonating with people Um, and there have been several that I've sat there and read all 150 comments that people (laughs) felt and uh, empowered to lead that that gives us that feeling of what is important and and where is it coming from gives us that perspective mm-hmm. yeah okay now I know kind of what flash boat is that that kind of gives it away but what's balancing act oh balancing act is a cool tool of course you know I'm the numbers person yep. I love my numbers <laughs> and when they balance I'm just so happy well that's what balancing act is it's a what I call a sandbox You can get out there and play in the budget. And it's also an educational tool. Let's say that you wanted to increase spending for, I don't know, the the animal welfare department. And so you wanted to increase their spending $10,000. Well, we'll just raise more taxes, won't we? Well, you go out there to increase sales tax. Guess what? A little thing is going to pop up and say, you can't do that without a vote of the people. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't raise the sales tax rate without a vote of the people. You have to agree to tax yourself. So you can't get your $10,000 there. Well, I'll go um, charge a new fee. Well, another thing may pop up and say, you can't do that without a vote of the council. It's pretty complicated complicated. when you get into it. It Mm -hmm. is. So I like Balancing Act in that it gives the citizens a chance to really see what it's like for the finance department to go through the process of creating the budget. Because in the final analysis, we have to get down to zero in the general fund. And there's a lot of give and take that goes along with that. And there, and that's, for me, what was always so satisfying about the budget process. It, it For me, it was a very creative outlet because I could try and, and meld the wants and desires of the citizenry with the within the framework of of the state and local and federal uh, laws and ordinances and statutes and so it was like a big chess chess game to me to get those things to all come out and if it came out to zero I was I felt like I'd really done (laughs) you're just nerding out yeah Yeah. I was I was (laughs) and now Christy gets to have that pleasure so yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, and it's cool because this way we can also see the budgets that uh, residents go on there and balance, and that could give us, you know, more ideas and insight into right. what's important and, you know, more ideas of how to work our budget to the most efficient capabilities. E- exactly. Um, sometimes those of us that have been doing this for a long time, and I've been in, in uh, public service probably for 20, 25 years now, started out in public, uh, at a public school district and worked there, went to the state government, and now I'm here to local government. Um, but sometimes we kind of get into that routine and that road, and we've done, always done it this way. We really always are trying to question ourselves. Is this logical? Does this make sense? Is this the direction we need to be going? But it takes us all. It does. It takes a village. And, and sometimes a person coming from the outside can say, hey, did you think about it this way? And we're going, oh, my gosh, no, we never did. And so then we're off to the races. So I, I think this, again, it's an educational tool, but it's also a method for citizens to to um, give us input as, mm-hmm. we're, as we're forming the budget. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of different ways that our citizens can interact with city manager, city council. Um, Where do they find all this? Well, it start out at www.stillwater.org. And I love the little search bar. It is front and center. (laughs) And just start popping in things you want to look up. If you want to look up Pop-Up City Hall, type in Pop-Up City Hall. It'll take you to that link and you'll be able to see what the schedule is, where they're going to be, what the topics are. Same thing with Speak Up Stillwater. Now, it's going to take us to a third-party website, I believe. Yes. But there's a link on our website. You click on that link and out you go. Mm -hmm. And you're right there. Flash vote, any of those things. Um, The website is your key to the world of the city of Stillwater. And we try to keep everybody informed using our social media accounts too, don't we? Yes, we do. We have a Facebook. We have a Nextdoor account, which is a social media specifically tailored to different neighborhoods. I also run a LinkedIn, a Twitter. We also have airport Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of outlets. Um, You just got to know where to look, really. Whatever suits your communication needs, how you like to receive your news, If you can think of a way you like to receive your news, we have a communication route for just about every preference. Now, you guys, we do have listservs as well, don't we, that push out notifications to you? Yes, we do. If you sign up for the listserv and it's on a topic that you have selected, any kind of news that about that topic will get pushed out to your email address. I mm-hmm. think. Yes, yeah, um, including flood warnings. There we got go. one this yes. morning. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that is being exactly. informed still water. So, mm-hmm. um, I I hope that our citizens are feeling like we are doing the best. You know, doing a good job of trying to communicate. But I thought your comment was spot on. Is it? It's it's a two way dialogue, and they have to want to find the information at times it's there and it's available but it takes you initiating yes and we're doing all that to be transparent correct correct because at the end of the day this is taxpayer dollars and we not only do we want you to know what we're doing we want you to understand when we did the citizen satisfaction survey in 2017 and one of the biggest um things that impacted me was that people don't understand where the money comes from and how it's spent. 
And I, I oh my gosh, I, I felt so uh, convicted to, to make sure that everybody understands where the money comes from and, and how we are using that money to provide the services that citizens need and want. Because it affects almost every aspect of our everyday lives. Like it, probably it more than we even realize. Really, truly. And that that's the whole purpose behind government. We we form government to provide services that were much more efficiently provided together at, as a collective than us each individually trying to provide those services for ourselves. I, I, I laugh and say, I guess we could all provide ourselves public safety, but it might get a little bloody in the end. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. I'm so glad that Chief Watts and, and Chief Jordan are over there and the wonderful staff that they have on. I don't want to put out fires, so I'm glad Chief Bradley's there with <laughs> our fire department. You know, there, there's a reason why we formed government, and, and that's those are the core services. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we are really excited to bring these tools out because that's going to help us further deliver those services and act on them accordingly. So thank you, Melissa, oh, for talking for with us today. Yeah, and, I enjoyed uh, it. Yeah, if you can find all of these services on our website by searching, just like Melissa said, or you can go to stillwater.org and under the government tab, click on civic engagement initiatives. And there's like a whole corner, a whole page of the website that's just there. There's all these different routes you can go. You check it out. And if there's another way we could be reaching you, let us know. We want to hear from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. thank you, Melissa. Thank you. <laughs> go let's take a look at the mailbox um the mailbox is where the city receives questions in a lot of ways we get emails posts on social media and some people even call us so bridget on facebook asks i was looking for building permits on your site to see what they are building where the sirloin stockade was can you tell me about the plan for that area elisa can you let her know sure bridget del taco will be moving into that spot at 208 north perkins road You can read more about this project and other development projects on our website under the Government tab in Current Projects. It's honestly kind of a juicy place to figure out what's been going on around downtown. Or not downtown, just town. All right, so our next question comes from MJ on Twitter. MJ asked us, will the recycling truck take my recycling if it has a Walmart recyclable tote in it? Well, Megan, the answer is no. Plastic bags, even the ones marked recyclable, aren't accepted in our program because they jam up the machinery. So what we would advise you to do is take that bag back to Walmart and right inside the doors, Walmart has a place to recycle their own bags. So just take it there. They'll take care of it from there. But MJ, we really appreciate your recycling. Way to go. Yes, thank you, MJ. We love questions like that because it gives us a chance to explain little discrepancies between what programs take and don't take and... Honestly, anytime I go to Walmart, I just make a habit to bring my old bags and drop them off on my way in. So it's pretty easy. It you know, doesn't cost too much of a ruckus. Thank you for listening to FYI Stillwater. Tune in for our next podcast. <laughs>